0: we're live
1: today we're gonna uh, be talking about a subject that we cover quite a bit at the mission Uh, we'll be talking about poverty and a few other problems that permeate through our whole society and culture but the basic premise today is uh, one of the biggest reasons that poverty is so prevalent everywhere in our cities, small cities, large cities, uh, along with several other issues is the absent church. Ever since Christianity was founded by Jesus, the church was a vehicle for change and for correction of things that were wrong in the world and it seems that we go through periods of time where the church is vibrant it's alive and it's sending missionaries out just like jesus said uh, in the great commission sending them to every corner of the earth and that includes every corner of our cities and, and our communities teaching them to observe everything that he taught them and baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But it seems it comes in periods of time to where the church gets complacent. It it starts being more about itself than the community around it. And I believe that we've not only are in one of these times, but we've been in it for quite some time. Now that's not saying there's not missionaries out doing the work, uh, man, God always has a remnant. There's always going to be somebody, but what we want to talk about today is, is what could happen if everyone that said they were a believer actually engaged the world around them. Uh, for some of you guys that know us, you know, we operate a street mission in Galveston inner city. Uh, We feed homeless people. We try to help people get off drugs. We feed elderly people. We have a lot of people that need our services that are, I hate to use the word mental, but either autistic or they're a little slow or they're challenged mentally and they have no one. So if you have no one and you're autistic, chances of you ended up in the street are really high. Uh, it's the same with a lot of other mental mental illnesses, but one of our primary focuses is is to try to bring community and family to people that that don't have family. When I say the church is absent, I know that's really insulting to somebody that goes to church every Sunday or is religious, has <clears throat> religious views.
0: But Most people that get offended by stuff like that though, they feel guilty is why they're mad. I
1: believe that. But but basically the church is absent. Uh, man, in the Houston area, there's many, 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 many mega churches. And two blocks behind that church,
0: you can drive into a barrio. <coughs> churches but, will send I mean like this time of year is is like the time where you send people out on youth mission trips and stuff all over the world and while people are going to you know Hawaii for a mission trip or here or there there's people here that don't don't hear the message oh absolutely
1: either and another real point i'd like to make with that is is when i say the church is absent you know there i know group church groups that will feed a meal once a month or we have people that come to the mission and cook once a month and that's all great we really appreciate it but it's not it's more to be an absent because evangelism is all but dead in this modern world uh we were on the the beach today and uh one of the only good points about living in galveston is you're not far from the beach so we try to go swim no one today tried to hand me a track no one today was up there praying uh, <clears throat> hey we've even slacked up on it ourselves so it's one of the things that that god is really pushing into my spirit Is is and we started out as a full-blown
0: evangelistic outreach. I think the last time I can remember that I seen someone doing something like that was Mardi Gras. And that was in March or February? It was in February. February. And, and <clears throat> you know,
1: evangelism is as important or more important than, than anything. Uh, we do evangelistic stuff. But not near as much as we have in the past, but let's look at and we're we're changing that because we're trying to go back to the root of what God called us to do and uh and that was to show people the kingdom, the message of the kingdom of heaven, the gospel but but let's go back to that being absent if if you withdraw yourself from the culture. Then you've already lost the battle. Now there's an interesting dynamic in how to engage the culture, but not let the culture change you.
0: And that that's a real hard balance. It's and like that of Nietzsche quote about staring into the abyss. You know that. I don't think that was Nietzsche that said that. You know don't stare into the abyss too long because the abyss stares back or that you'll become that. So you got to tell a very fine line and not completely withdrawing yourself from something to the point where you can't change it, but not getting so sucked up in it that you just become another, you know, faceless participant.
1: Well, absolutely. Well, several years ago, it was back, I guess, around '08. We were down here full time, and uh, I'd not—I was preaching and teaching in a lot of churches, and uh, there was one particular church that I did a lot of ministry in. And uh, but I hadn't been there in probably a year, and the pastor and a couple of his friends came down, and they called me and asked me what I was doing. I said, "I'm up on the seawall." And I'm passing out Bibles and water and praying for people. And uh, they said, well, we're going to come by. So, well, they did. When they pulled up, you know, I had on shorts and flip-flops. And I had two or three earrings in. And uh, my hair was getting pretty long. And the first thing the pastor said to me was, oh, man, I think you've done gone native, man what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean gone native? He goes, you look just like these people. And I'm, well, I don't act just like these people, but you know, I didn't really realize I'd changed anything. So I'm not talking about
0: the dress codes or the... It's like uh, Peter, you know, he hung out with the Gentiles and stuff. He started eating. started eating bacon (laughs) oh yeah it was
1: really funny because peter was hanging out and eating with the new converts and i really think it was probably bacon they were eating and peter really liked it but all of a sudden they hear that james you know from jerusalem's coming down and peter wanted to get real holy about not eating pork and i'm like you know come on peter man jesus told him to pray over it and eat it but you know Peter was liking bacon until some of the people that didn't eat bacon was coming, and I think that's something—a dynamic in in church, man—that that we all are going to struggle with. But we keep the we hold the total view that the, we don't go to church; we are the church. The building is nothing more than a place where people meet, and we could get into long debates about all the money that's wasted and all the programs and all the things that the money could be better spent with but that's not for today we are the church and we must engage the culture now i don't believe that means that that we should make our uh sanctuaries like a concert hall and with the professional musicians and the light shows and the I mean, honestly... <laughs> Probably if, fog machines, too. Yeah, but if you're looking for that, I mean, you'll get a lot better show at a worldly concert. Let's just be real about it. Yeah. I'm not talking about those things, but we have let things like that take the body to a point to where we're absent with a culture. Most people... Uh, I say we don't do as much evangelism as we used to is really not true because we engage people every day. We engage them at work. Lives engages them at college. We engage people at the mission. So we, uh, we still are very evangelistic, but we've really geared it towards trying to getting to know an individual. So you can actually teach them and disciple them. Uh, I think that, Another great point of the church being absent is the poverty issue. Uh, we're in the inner city. Uh, most of people, it actually, most of the people in Galveston are poor. You have a lot of vacation homes here. You have some people that live here, but you either have wealthy or poor, and there's not much else. Uh, it's extremely unaffordable to live on this island. And years and years and years of poverty, man, have left the whole in- intersection of the city of Galveston. is just a ghetto. I mean, it's just a ghetto. It's what it is. You have nice areas on the west end, some really nice areas on the east end. The beach area is nice, and the strand is nice, and everything in between is not. But that poverty has only been addressed in one form and that's it's become a political answer i believe that probably the most offensive thing that we'll say and it's going to come up a lot in these podcasts is that the worst one of the worst mistakes the church has made is is relegating all the things to help people to the government. The government is not the answer for anything. Basically, <clears throat> the government should protect our borders from being attacked and
0: build the roads. I seen a deal yesterday that pretty, I mean, like, is perfect. It said that. You know, I believe in good med uh, health care for everyone. I believe in equal op- you know opportunity. I believe in equal access to education and all this you know stuff that people are you know need and should have. I just think that the government is the worst way to get uh, any of that to the people. Well, it absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: we've had the welfare system in this country, and I we'll have to do some research on when it was actually instituted, but it was during Lyndon Johnson's times, uh, his war on poverty, man. And it was supposed to alleviate, alleviate, poverty. And here we are, man, we're 50, 60 years later, poverty's still rampant. Uh, actually it's worse, I believe because we've created generations of people, that all they know is is the bare minimum substance they're given to exist and it's created dependency it, it it's ramped up alcoholism and drug addiction it, it's ramped up so much evil because there are massive amounts of people that they just live from that government money to the government money. they have no in, they have okay, it's not fair to say they won't work, but they have no
0: inclination to work they and never they've never had the opportunity given them to work. It's really you've robbed a whole generation of what it's like several generations of what it's like to do something for yourself. It absolutely
1: has. And that's one of the things that we try to do at the mission. We try to get people in in this neighborhood, man, to to engage and actually do something. There was a guy, he's probably 28, 29 years old, comes to the mission a good bit. Got him to help build uh, planter boxes at the mission. This guy had never physically ever hammered a nail in his life. He had never planted anything, never hammered a nail. He's never had a job. He's made his living from the time he was 14, 15, selling a little dope, selling stolen things, uh, and living with somebody that gets a government check. And and that's just one case, and there are hundreds here just in this neighborhood. That's why I say poverty, man, is a spiritual sickness.
0: And and, I mean, like, and the people that you know care about this issue have the worst like reaction to it because you either are in the minority that feel how we do, that it's just it's upsetting and it's sad and it's it's heartbreaking that these people are like this. Or you're one of the people that are just enraged that it's a waste of money, and that they don't care, and they're they're mad at these people, but they don't understand that it's not like these people chose this. Someone generations they were born people, into it. It's it so their their ancestors chose it a long long time ago, and they're just born into it. it's not it's not it's not their choice that they never had a job. They know nothing else. What they don't know it's. They don't know how to, do, you know what I'm saying. We, like they just. We deal with people
1: all the time that uh, have have never been off this island. They've never been off this island. Maybe the Texas City or Lamar, which is no, di- I mean it's just it's the same. It's Galveston. Never been to Houston. It's forty-two miles away. Yeah. They know no different. Uh, it, it's
0: like they get trapped. Like they don't have no. There's no way out for them. There's not. And no, people okay. promise. People, and I don't have to be real careful not to get too political here. But people come in and promise some things, and then as soon as they leave that area that they pr- promised, you know, aid and help to, and go and get into, you know, and get what they want from these people, you, they never visit the downtrodden areas again. No, they never as soon them. as they get what they want they're gone and it's crazy
1: because <clears throat> I mean you can't talk about this without it being political but you have two counts you have the 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 religious right and not everybody in the right's religious but you it's a big voting block you have the religious right and then you have the extremely liberal left the Left has compassion to want to help these people, but their ideals are absolutely the worst, and they're part of the reason they're kept in bondage and Then you have leadership that uses it just to stay in power on the right the view's pretty much you need to get a job you need to do and they do don't get me wrong, but you can't you can't change forty years or fifty years of a culture by demanding that it change just all of a sudden gets a job Um, now with that said you can set up education programs which is great some people will use them some of these people will not you have to change the mindset because you know if a guy is happy if he gets enough where he can have his 40s and get some food stamps and you know he's got enough to drink it's
0: all about comfort if he's comfortable which could, I mean, like a misconception of what actually comfort is. But what if it, if it's comfortable to him, then they'll, you know, they don't have no reason to. They have no reason. Part of it, it's giving them a reason to do something better for themselves. And that's where I say, and
1: not just me, but that's where the church is an integral part. Because if you can get someone to see Christ, that gives them a reason to change. If you can get someone to see the kingdom, that gives them a reason to change. Inviting them to come to a church service, uh, to hear somebody preach, that's great. Engaging them with their life is is what has to happen. And it's hard, man, because one, uh, a lot of them don't
0: want it. And what happened to going to them? like invite them in no we got to go to you're supposed to go out so it it, it's
1: the church has got to interject itself back into the culture and and it can't just be through politics
0: the more that i'm around people that are that are able to you know that Are actively trying to change things the one thing you start realizing the most is that these are apolitical people they really don't care they know that it's not the way to go I mean if you ask them their political beliefs they may tell you something but most of the time they may go vote but they don't do they don't pick it and they don't scream on Facebook at people they just try to get things done and it's being just pragmatic about stuff Taking the be, take finding out solutions and solving problems instead of just screaming at each other all the time
1: Absolutely,
0: and finding a solution don't mean throwing money
1: at it it means engaging it Well that's obviously not been a solution this far it's not <laughs> And you know everybody was praising the fact that you know religious institutions could now get government funding. When, when this whole deal took place, I personally believe that that's like a death punch uh, because the government's not the answer. The government is not the answer. It has to be people engaging people on a
0: level. It, and, you know, every issue we face, <laughs> that's what it takes. The government solves government issues fine, stuff that it's supposed to solve. Governments don't solve community issues. Communities no, uh, solve them. community issues. Absolutely. And
1: it's just like with people that you disagree with. Uh, I, I used this example before, but man, I, I, I've really had the opportunity to engage with several Muslim guys. And, you know, we could sit there and debate what we believe back and forth for months and it really makes no difference. But how you engage somebody that's, believes polar opposite as you, is you find your common ground. They care about their family. They care about their kids. They want their kids to do well. They would like the community that they live in to not be crime ridden. And when you engage on that level, you start to see them as a human and not as somebody you should fear you'll never we will never ever be able to solve problems with groups of people that fear one another because you know what i'm gonna just say this hate is fear if you hate somebody it's fear driven you don't like you don't like what they do but when it boils down to the bottom of it it's fear and in jesus we're not supposed to fear or hate or hate the common the common perception is it man the race issue guys we deal with it every day we're in a predominantly black neighborhood we get called racist probably 10 times a week at least as that happens it's with somebody that doesn't like rules are they come in high they're causing trouble we 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 won't let them stay so we're racist but in the same building there's 20 people of the same community that'll sit there and say there's not a racist bone in in anybody that's here but i say that to say this we have to not fear being called racist What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. There are black races, there are white racists, there are, I'm sure, Muslim races, there's racists of every form. It doesn't matter. There's always been hate. There always will be, until the kingdom manifests in its fullness. But you can't engage hate with hate. But you also can't run from it. I'm not gonna stop what I believe that God is telling me to do. Just because somebody calls me racist. Now, I will tell you, as a human, it makes you think, why do I bother? We do a lot of good in this community, and yet you're going to say I'm racist. After 17 years of working in this community, you're going to call me a racist. Yeah. Because you're angry. Because you don't like something that, a rule that we have.
0: And most of the time, within three or four days, they come back, oh, I shouldn't have said anything Oh, absolutely. Because they know that. I think deep down they know that that like cheapens because like they're these people these are people that's parents grew up in times where there was like racism like in your face and for them to call someone that feeds them every day of the week two meals a day racist it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it honestly is, and I think they go and they mold that over for two or three days, and then they're like, man, that was stupid, and I'm hungry, and then they come back. Well, look, look,
1: let's go to another issue of the church is absent, okay? I believe that abortion, I personally believe that abortion is the greatest sin that this nation has ever, ever committed. Okay, I am absolutely one hundred percent pro life. Now most of you guys that listened to what I said just then or go, amen, me too. Hang on a minute. I am one hundred percent absolutely pro life. That means all a- life. Everyone. So on the abortion issue, the church is absent. They'll say, Oh yeah, abortion's evil, plastered all over their Facebook. Don't say anything about it unless you're willing to take a pregnant girl into your house and help her exactly. to have the baby and support herself. So don't say anything about it. You can have that opinion, that's great, and hold that opinion. But until you're willing to engage it, stay silent on it. Because we have, Christianity as a whole has become, to the lost world, irrelevant. Because the church is always preaching against this, this, or this, yet they're absent. Now, does that mean there's nobody that's out trying to help? There are. There's there's houses for pregnant women that the church has planted, mostly parachurch, like people like us that are groups that are trying to help. It's much money that flows into the coffers of the modern church. There should be these houses all over every city. The help should be readily available. Pro-life. Don't talk about how precious life is and get your testosterone or whatever all roared up and we're fixing to go blow up some village in the Middle East. Pro-life. I'm anti-war, not anti-military not anti-God serving. We pray hard, man, for people that are in the military now. I don't want to see another son or daughter come back dismembered or dead to go fight in some distant And then end place. up at the mission. Yeah, we have the big majority of the new homeless people that we minister to, mm-hmm. they're vets. We're real involved with vets helping vets. Another ministry that that and guys, when I preach these principles at vet helping vet things, it's not that popular because the first thing that that these guys hear, the leadership, they think I'm unpatriotic or I'm. They have to hear the whole message. Now they know that's not so. We have to be real about the things we're dealing with. Pro life is pro life we shouldn't expect that and I don't really want to get too political but
0: yeah I'm not I'm not supposed to yeah
1: we shouldn't expect things that we can just take our military and go make the whole world be what we want the world to be we need to engage people as people we
0: and and as the church like condoning that I just I don't see where that you know like I get I get where the whole supporting active members and stuff like that. Absolutely. But I do not understand how someone that claims to be a Christian can support us going somewhere where no one wants us there and Doing things no one wants us doing. An actual fact,
1: a fact, and you can research it. About eighty-five percent of drone strikes kill innocent people, or don't hit their targets. They don't hit their target. And then we wonder why somebody could be so angry at us in a place ten thousand miles from here. The church, and that's what I'm talking about. So this really isn't political. We have to look at the core of what Jesus said. And stop supporting these things. We need to pray against war. We need to pray for peace. Yes, pray for guys that are serving in the military. My best friend is a lifer in the military. I pray for him all the time. He's been through multiple combat as a medic. And they really like shooting the medics.
0: But... It's not anti, it, yeah, didn't, it's pro-life. Didn't that, uh, Irwin Rommel say like you kill, you shoot one soldier, you kill one, you should kill a medic and you kill 10. Yeah. But it, it, and it
1: goes so, and that's what through this podcast, man, and we're going to have a lot of different topics. We want to engage you with thought. It, we're not trying to be controversial. We're not trying to, if if I wanted to be controversial, I promise you, I could record some stuff that- And we have, could do better than sitting here recording this podcast by being controversial. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All we'd have to do is talk about aliens, man, and we could get a- Yeah, like
0: I have I have some, like, this is nothing compared to some of the stuff I've been in lately with the, the, the flying saucers and stuff. <laughs> and there.
1: Absolutely. But we really believe that through this, that we can get some input from others and hopefully somebody can hear a voice of reason. And I'm not saying that we're the only voice of reason. There are many out there, but we all need to be heard because we can change this. The church should be following the words that Jesus taught. We should be absolutely pro-life, all life. We shouldn't have, uh, we shouldn't have segregated thoughts on what life is valuable and what life is not. When we follow the pure teaching of Jesus, it changes everything. And again, the church is absent. The church is absent, not at the ballot box, but it's absent in engaging the culture. We have to engage. We also must not run from issues just because they're not popular. It is not popular to be a preacher in the modern church and teach this absolutely pro-life message. Everybody agree on the abortion thing for the most
0: part. I feel like, and that's something that Jesus really kind of hammered in on that like, it's kind of like you said about the other night, you know, that one preacher, he, like he rolled into town and thought he was out of God's will because no one had kicked spit on him or anything. Oh, absolutely. And then someone threw, him Charles, in the, Charles someone threw him in the, you know, horse trough or threw a whiskey bottle at his head. And Jesus said, you know, in like, I think it was Matthew 10, 34, 35, something like that, you know, that he was going to turn a man against his father and, uh, daughter against a mother, a man's enemies will be the member of his own household, like these are, you're going to have, like, controversy. Absolutely, Jesus Christ
1: is the most controversial figure ever in history, ever in history, why? Because of the words he taught and the life he lived. The church must never be ashamed of the gospel. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me in front of men, I will be ashamed of you in front of my father. That's not taught enough. We have to look at these issues. And man, I I hate to just rail on Facebook, but I, I honestly, man, I took it off my phone. I had no idea how much I really... Engaged in Facebook because just looking down and checking stuff all day long And once I saw how much I really engaged in it I took it off my phone because it's a horrible waste of time, but even deeper than that People make such a I man. Hey guys, forgive me of my French, but total ass out of their On their comments and the stuff they share and I am getting enraged about stuff and these same people that are so holy Man, they're so holy and righteous and fighting the holy war on Facebook. They won't pray over their lunch at Burger King in front of somebody.
0: I, yeah, that's been my big thing lately is that, you know, everybody wants to be a prayer warrior, this or that on Facebook. But the same people that will not pray at Burger King.
1: No. and For nothing. And when you ask them for prayer, they'll go, oh. I'll put you on my prayer list. I, I I got one better. I'll put you on my Facebook prayer chain. Yeah. No, prayer. So you can get the comments. To, yeah. That's
0: really how Jesus works, man. Did you not, you not know? I don't remember. I think it was 2010. We switched over from, you know, verbal prayers to yeah. like, if you don't have Facebook prayers, you're yeah. not getting healed, man. And
1: and you know, the thing that got me, it took a secular, uh, podcast, that i listened to he hit me with a point now i don't know him personally but i listened to him he said you know he said i'm getting i'm got off all the social media he said and the reason i have is for one thing he said i only
0: respond to the comments that piss me off yeah he, he said that there'd be and that's like a proven fact you know that you'll have 15 good comments saying oh you know you're just the most wonderful person in the world but that one dude that one guy (laughs) that called you an asshole that's That's who who you respond to Yep. and then i started
1: looking at myself and i'd send out teaching (laughs) and man i got some guys that just they think their calling on this planet is is to discredit anything i teach and, you know, years ago, I just ignored them. Then this Facebook thing comes on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They start commenting on my stuff, and I look, and there will be people saying, hey, man, that was a good word. Ask a question. I want that positive question. I'm not saying I'm right. But All you don't time. respond to them first. But I don't, don't respond to them first. It's just the people that are making me mad.
0: Yeah, I think that is really something that's unique to, the you know, this 21st century communication is that, like, if you said some of the stuff you say to someone on Facebook to their face, you would you would get your ass kicked, like no doubt, oh, absolutely. And like some of the same people that'll get on your comments and talk crap or this, came to your preachings in person before, and, and they never wouldn't said a word. Yeah, they wouldn't stand up and I'm saying no. false
1: prophet. Then you know, it's amazing. But and I think it's tooken, taken. I'm sorry, the modern church to another level, man. Of of absent because now, man, you guys realize that there are people that belong to Facebook churches. Yeah, and they don't really know each other. They just
0: FaceTime or whatever. They they hop in on on Sunday when they go live, and they watch it, and they never even have to go. No. And they come. Which we we do like we put our like we put our the breakfast down sure in Bible study on Sunday, Saturday but I just hope that there's not people out there that feel like that's good enough for them oh, that's smart. my thing like I feel like I I'm not gonna say I hope these other churches like they're coming from a, a point of view that maybe these people will come but I really don't think that's how they're looking at it I think they're just counting those as numbers there too. When we a, do the Saturday thing, I really hope that people aren't out there going, oh, I'm good enough. This is as close as I want to get to the streets. Because you're supposed to be out there. And I'm putting these videos the out, culture. hoping that maybe you will engage, you know? I was talking to a
1: sister uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and and she was telling me this problem she was having with her church. And for the first 15 minutes of this conversation, I thought she was with a group of people and they were having these problems and, and because it was so real. Oh, no. and, and then she go, I oh, said, no. I said, where, where are you? Where are you attending this at? She goes, Oh, we're a church. We're a Facebook church, like
0: a group, Facebook yes. group. And I'm
1: like, you're that upset over some strangers that you don't know that you haven't She's like, well, that's our church, that we're a church. I said, you're not a church. You're not meeting together. You're not doing anything. You're not, but you're this upset. And she's like, well, yes, because this is my church. And I was like, well, it's definitely not Jesus's church, but maybe it is Mark yours.
0: Zuckerberg's church. Mark Zuckerberg's
1: <laughs> church. <laughs> the church. Man, this suck. thing has took it to a new level to where, uh, and guys, you know. I'm praying about how we can get our message out without using any of it. I'm gonna leave the missions page up, but hey, if you wanna talk to me or comment, you need to call me or text me or something because I'm not posting things any longer for comments, nor will I be commenting on other people's uh,
0: stuff man. and I think that's my that's been like my conundrum with it is because like with my generation and a lot of stuff like everything's moving that direction like more of your professional life is gonna become is is a social media presence and stuff like that to where we it's like we flipped a switch and there's no turning it off now you know there's there's certain people that can no doubt undoubtedly they can do without it but if you want to get your message out. It's become, there's no more town squares. There's no more free speech areas at it campuses. It's all become a Facebook, you know, throwdown. And I don't think it has any positive effect on anything.
1: And, but you know, that's something else with the church being absent. I, I found myself just how technology moves. I have a real demanding job and I have customers and, and a lot of guys that, Work for me, and I've found myself for the last couple of years. I text far more than I talk, and the purpose is selfish because I can tell them what I want them to do, and they don't say nothing
0: back, and
1: and I don't have to have dialogue with them. Which, in the work sense, space may be more effective, but on a human
0: level it's not as effective because and we, it's kind of like a step back we went from writing stuff on mailing stuff but you can write your emotions we went from you can't really text you can't your say you're not really and we went from mailing things to the telegraph to the telephone the pinnacle of human communication back to texting telegraphing basically we regressed in technology to the point now we don't talk anymore we just text because it's easier you don't have to it, it. is easier i mean it just is easier and you can text on, you, someone could be talking to you in person and you're texting someone else and that's you, annoying that's like the worst thing because you don't want to really have a conversation with the person you're texting with and this person sitting in front of you that wants to have a conversation you're ignoring like so, you're like double, like putting yourself in a cave, and you know, it's crazy. It, it's it's really like it's it's become. Hmm, and again, it, it's Jax is gonna have an interesting world to navigate being nine years old, growing up in this.
1: Again, going back to the point of the absent church. When I was preaching uh, revival meetings all over man I preached all over the country one of the things that I would use a lot especially because most of the time pastors were asking me to come so I can be could push evangelism and and teach on kingdom and engaging community one of the things I would always do is I would ask a question after usually the first night of the meeting or or during the first night of the meeting I'd ask him a question: If your church closed down tomorrow, if this was the last service you ever had at this place, how long would it take the
0: community around you to realize that you were gone? Damn, <laughs> dang, my bad. You're gonna put an explicit label on the podcast because I said damn. Place, but, but how
1: long would it take
0: it? You know, that's a that's an like, and like the ministry. Oh, uh, it wouldn't take long because we feed. Hey, like, we had to shut down for like three days to rehab oh the my kitchen, God. and we almost had rats in the day. And day. yeah, we were having to pass out sandwiches yeah. because people were like, literally, like they were hungry. And but it's because um, it's and people I know will go. Well, that's a dependency. It's not. They rely on us for sustenance. It's what we're there for. It's it's pretty have- much it's it's our main. It's one of our main reasons for being there. But most churches, if name first church of whatever town you live in, if it disappeared, you might drive by it and go. The members would know. Yeah. But how long would it take the community? How long? Okay, say like, you know, um, pop culture reference, everybody's just dusted out of existence, the church and everything. How long would the, like in a big community, like I'm talking like Houston, if one of those churches and the members disappeared, how long would it, like, till people start? Where did that church go? It may be years. Yeah. The people would be the first thing, like, if the people went missing. But if the church just completely quit, quit doing anything, people would just go about their daily life? Absolutely.
1: There, I'll never name names, but there was a church closed that I knew a lot about and had engaged with a long time. Uh, man, it was probably... Two years after that church had disbanded, I ran into a guy that lived in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He lived in the neighborhood, and he asked me, he said, man, what happened to that church? (laughs) And I I said, they disbanded. He goes, when? I said, about two
0: years ago. He goes, man, I just noticed it, and I live right down the street. That's crazy. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of churches, and I won't name name either, but you don't realize they're there until they do an attendance drive, and they're all, ha- you know, red team, you know, come to church here. You know, and then, then as soon as the attendance drive's over, it's like. Well,
1: there's some, especially back home, man, that you'd realize if you'd been to the square, five or six weekends in a row and they weren't up there begging for money, you'd figure, what happened to those guys? You'd be guys?
0: The, the national hotline <laughs> these people
1: are missing. Either somebody gave a really big donation or these people didn't quit. Yeah, A, they got enough money to go wherever they're trying to go. Or B, yeah. <laughs> something's wrong. But we ought to really all think about that. And, and let's take it to another level. You go to work every day. You live in a community. You work at a work community. You know, if you're doing your job, let's just take it to a total secular look. If you're doing your job every day to the best of your ability and you don't show up to work, man, there's people that notice. I know because Mm -hmm. if, you know, I got some guys that work for me, man, that if they're not there, it doesn't take me but a minute to know because they're that engaged. But what about in your community? You know, do you live in a community to where... Everybody around you don't know you. You've never met them. You've never told them, "God bless you." You never said, "Hey, my name's such and such." If you leave tomorrow, nobody notices. So, so that
0: trend has come from our life, and it's it's permeated through the church. Yeah, it's like I don't know, like the yeah, and the church used to not be that way, you know. And I still know some that like. I've been around my friends. They go to churches where, like, if they miss the pastors, you know, are calling or texting them, you know, where we at? And that's something that more churches probably should do because then you feel like you're actually a part of something. But But, you
1: also need to remember that that church should be having some effect on the community. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And But I feel like most churches, like, if I went to a church and then missed a day, they wouldn't notice. But if I don't go get my breakfast from the Valero, I feel like the guy around there is probably like, man, what happened to this dude? Do I need sure, to call man. the police? man, I
1: stopped up there that, like, back before my family moved down every afternoon, man, I'd stop, and whether it was 7, 8 o'clock at night, I'd stop and chat with this Muslim dude, man. Didn't have nothing else to do. It's how Lord kind of showed me how to engage these guys through him. And then, like, one week, man, I worked, like, to 10 o'clock every night. It was crazy. And then I was working 14, 15 hours a day. I didn't see this dude for like a week, man. And I pulled up one night about seven o'clock the next week. And he came out
0: of the store across the lot. And he was like, I was worried about you. <laughs> Where yeah, you been? I've had that experience with the guy that works some mornings over there. I got sick and I missed like, I didn't go over there for a few days. Cause normally I go over there and get coffee and breakfast. And then I went over there and uh, he was like, Honestly, like, I thought, uh, he said, I, don't, I thought you got in a wreck, and, you know, I don't know where you went, dude, you haven't been over here. And that was just a few days, and he, you know, that guy's worrying about me, you know.
1: We need to be mindful of community in our place. We should be making a difference. We need to learn to engage people, and we need to learn to engage them on common ground, man, and, and not just be combative off the bat. The other things and the next podcast and guys, hopefully we're we're gonna have. It's just been crazy busy, but hopefully we're gonna have
0: uh, try to get. The summer is about to like. So for those that don't know, I'm I'm about to take my LSAT. So these last few weeks, I haven't been been able to sit down and um, record anything. And dad's been really busy with work, so both of us have had a really crazy schedule where we probably we haven't been seeing each other much. So we weren't able to put anything together to talk about, much less record. And um, so, but I'm hoping that probably the next few weeks we'll start being able to do it a little more. Frequently. Yeah, we're going
1: we're going to shoot for doing a couple of months. Uh, yeah, at least two. And we're going to look at this topic, man. We're going to look at, at the absent church. We're going to look at poverty.
0: Yeah, I've got some uh, notes here about the uh, the Revol- the Reformation and then, you know, the church. And We're going to look at some of the things
1: that the church used to do or in these periods of time when it was aggressively promoting the cause of Christ. It built hospitals, built schools, founded colleges.
0: Uh, uh, impacted, you know, philosophy and uh, sciences and stuff like that like in a positive manner absolutely it's done the it's done the reverse and we're probably
1: also going to you know delve into some challenging things you know that uh whether or not we're the only people here yeah we have to sit down and do an alien podcast at some point we're also going to talk about some (laughs) fascinating archaeological things like how old is this earth really uh we both feel really led to try to show people that science and faith don't
0: have to fight and philosophy like that's a big one It's like so many like you say philosophy around some christians and Uh, it's like it's it's like it's i'm a satanist and like i tell i told someone uh back home that i was minoring in philosophy and i swear i thought they thought maybe that i joined the church of satan or something that's crazy. and what's crazy is up until like um for a huge block of philosophical history they were all christians they were for a long time and science was the same way i mean so you even if okay you don't want to study the people that weren't christians okay do that you still have a lot of people to cover and there's some
1: fascinating people that if you've been in a a locked in genre of thought that you've not heard what they've said and what they've done and man some of the greatest scientists that there's ever been they were brothers man and just because they were scientists their thoughts were excluded
0: from Any discussion, basically, in Christianity, and the other thing is, just because you don't agree with somebody, doesn't mean they don't have something valuable to say. Absolutely, Confucius, Buddha, uh, Martin Luther, uh, Rene Descartes. Name any historical figure that wrote anything. What's the quote? Uh, Oh yeah, that's like my that's my Facebook bio. uh, Confucius, you know, every man has two lives. The uh, second begins the time
1: when he realizes he only has one yeah
0: yeah yeah the second every man has two lives the second one begins when he realizes he only has one that is like heavy stuff it's heavy stuff and people just as soon as you say confucius they're like oh turn it off no there's some
1: fascinating stuff and and guys we're going to delve into some of that stuff uh we'd really like to show people man that that faith and science and faith and philosophy and faith and Art and faith and a, a lot of things that the church has walked away from the church used to lead the way in it man the best musicians were brothers the best artists were believers the and, and that's part of us turning this whole craziness of this world
0: and around And it's why like it's part of the reason why the church is lost i mean the church and the people that call themselves a part of that just have completely lost a war of culture because they don't have it they don't want they don't want to and part of being cultured is the arts the sciences philosophy thinking about things critical thinking not censoring things like looking back at my early childhood education so much of this stuff that just was like not in history books because they didn't believe the same thing i believe you should be able to go okay i don't want to hear i don't care what this guy had to say about this because frankly i'm pretty concrete in that area on what i believe but whoa this stuff he's talking about here completely i'm need to adopt that you know
1: it's sort of like the whole debate on free speech i believe 100 in free speech now i'm the same way as my pro-life beliefs. I believe I believe in life, man. And there are a lot of the people in the church that disagree with my stance on one part of life, but And but, let's not even get to the death penalty. That's the oh no, one that, no, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> But, that, but it, it's the same principle with free speech. I do not like nor care what the Ku Klux Klan has to say. I will stand and tell you and defend their right to free speech. Nor do I like what the Black Panther movement or anybody... Antifa. Antifa. Anybody that's promoting violence, I disagree with them. But they absolutely have a right to speech. Now, the minute they pick up a crowbar and start knocking people in the head, they lost their right to free speech. And the minute
0: they start... You know, and there there definitely is an argument on what some stuff you know because immediately people jump to the you know the most wild things like should this be on the internet or not of course you know i shouldn't be able to just watch public executions on facebook that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about should i be able to talk about my beliefs even if some people don't like them? oh
1: absolutely but the same people that'll say how disgusting it would be if you had uh, you know, some seeing somebody executed on Facebook are the same people, but in their Facebook post, we ought to go back to public hangings.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the same. Yeah, and that's
1: the, and it's the same people that are and like. The Bible says, "A double-minded man's unstable in all his ways." Go. Yeah, it's
0: just people, and that's another thing. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he he said something that like he's like he had said something and i was like wait that kind of contradicts something you said earlier he said hey man everyone's a hypocrite (laughs) and i was like you know what you know at some point all of us like we have we believe something even if we know that it's like you know a great example of those people who are like communists like they know that that it's never worked it doesn't work but they they believe in it it's i mean but that's just and I have no problem with them doing that. But I feel like if like something you believe has been proven wrong, you should be able to be like, okay, yeah. You should be able to adapt your beliefs. Exactly.
1: I believe that, too. We're going to wrap up, guys. Uh, we would like comments. One of the things I'd like to know, and, and y'all, Elijah can give out the email and everything before we finish, but we have a couple people that I'd really like to interview on here. I'd like to know if you guys are interested in people maybe not exactly same mindset, but have good ideals and thoughts and people that are trying. Uh, we're gonna start to try to really engage some of these guys. So we'd like your thoughts on that. Uh, we really don't wanna be political. We're not gonna endorse anything. No,
0: yeah, no political no parties, political parties.
1: Glad to hear your comments on what you believe. That's well and fine. Yeah. And long. We'd really like to have some conversation. Even if you disagree with us hundred percent, we open the door to show people that we all can, like it says in scripture, come sit and let us reason together. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we would like your feedback and your, and your thoughts on these things. And like I say, I'll let Laja give you the information on how to get in contact and everything.
0: Um, and in closing, um, pretty much the only news I have is that the podcast is now available on pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts um itunes podcast google podcast i have it on youtube um some different ones like breaker and uh it's all available on the facebook page where wherever you choose to listen to podcasts we should be there and if not you can let me know and i can maybe look into getting us there i know spotify is a good one too it's uh it's available there as well but um other than that you have anything else that's it well we'll see you next time